I'm Donnie Piercy, host of the Partial Credit Podcast, a part of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to now. Shows on the network are individually owned and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other interesting education podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com. Hey, welcome back. Steve here. And today I'm talking with Sarah Wurst. She is the president of the Excel Institute, and that's Excel spelled E-C-S-E-L-L. Excel is focused on helping organizations create effective leaders. Sarah is considered one of the world's foremost authorities on metric-based performance coaching. And she's also the co-author of the book, The Coaching Effect. So much to learn today. Thanks for listening. And by the way, it'd be so cool if you would go to my website, stephenmaletto.com slash reviews and left a review. Could you do that for me? Thanks so much. You are so awesome. Enjoy the show. Hey, do you like awesome rings? Uh, Do you need a ring to replace one that you lost long ago? Or do you, like me, need a new wedding band because yours is no longer fixable? hmm? Well, I have this cool sponsor, Boone Titanium Rings. They can be found at boonrings.com. They are made from titanium and you can get the rings carved, engraved, inlaid, laser cut, uh, there's special collections like the Hunter series and Gamer Rings, the Black Zirconium. Yeah, cool stuff. They have models that have meteorite, wood, or other inlays. It's so cool. Go to BoonRings.com to find out all the cool stuff that they make. And at checkout, use my code, capital T, capital L, capital L, capital K, the number 12, and you will get 10% off their total, and uh, you'll help out this podcast. Once again, you use the code TLLK12, and you will get 10% off the total, and you will help this podcast. Thanks so much. I love my ring, and I know you will love yours. It's the Education Podcast, your favorite show, with lots of groovy guests, and they share what they know. So crank it up to 10 and let your neighbors know that here's another show with Dr. Steve Milletto, teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Teaching, learning, leading, K-12. Ah, ah, with Dot Stimoletto. Sarah is the president of Excel Institute, the world's first and only organization to measure and quantify leadership effectiveness. She's considered one of the world's foremost authorities in metric-based performance coaching and growth. Her book, The Coaching Effect, co-authored by Excel Institute CEO Bill Ekstrom, helps leaders at all levels understand the necessity of challenging people out of their comfort zone to create high-growth organizations. Sarah, it's awesome to have you with us today. Thanks for joining me, and uh, say hi to everybody. Thanks, Steve. Great to be here. Hello, everyone. Well, glad to have you here. And uh, let's start by talking about this. I read on Excel Institute's website the following. Excel Institute was founded in 2008 because there was a clear void in the business world. Leaders were falling short, and as a result, team members weren't performing to their full potential. Could you talk about the Excel Institute and its purpose? Yeah, absolutely. So that's really what we're trying to fill is that void around leadership potential. Most of us are promoted into leadership positions because we're good individual performers. And then we get into the leadership position without a lot of training and direction, knowledge or experience about how to be successful as a leader. And so what we're really trying to do is take the guesswork out of leadership by helping leaders understand these are the activities that you can be doing with your team members that are going to lead to the most effective outcomes. And these are the behaviors that you want to try to be exhibiting that are going to help them perform more effectively. So that's really our ultimate purpose is to make leaders better leaders so that they can help their team members perform at a higher level too. 
Very nice. That's cool. The, uh, you know, and, and so I got to ask you this before, because uh, there's a lot of stuff there that I want to make sure we talk about. And uh, you're the president of Excel Institute. And can you talk about what your primary focus, I mean, what do you spend your time on? <laughs> oh my gosh, what don't I spend my time on? I feel like I'm I'm into all sorts of it. Uh, a, a large chunk of my day is spent with my team members, leading them, helping them think about their goals, what they're trying to accomplish, helping them think through challenges and how to overcome those. So I spend a lot of time coaching and leading myself. Uh, and then the rest of my time is spent directly with our clients. So I, I go out um, on speaking engagements. I uh, am on uh, workshops, online uh, sorts of deals on a regular basis. I'm writing. I'm coaching people one-to-one. So I'm working a lot with leaders directly, too, helping them think about how to perform uh, more effectively and help their teams. Awesome. So cool stuff. So thanks. Thanks for talking with me about that. And I got to I got to ask you this next question, because this word has lots of meaning to different people. And uh, I just want to make sure that we we're on the same wavelength. So tell me what you mean by coaching. And when we go there, if you could also talk about, you know, a little bit about the difference between coaching and mentoring and and why coaching versus leading or management. So let's first start with that idea of coaching. Absolutely. So you're right. When we talk about what it means to be a good leader, we like to use this word coach. And that's what we see in our research, that the best leaders, the best managers really are coaches to their team members. The the verbiage around it really comes from where you would think it would come from, which is the sports world. And when we think about coaches in sports, we think about individuals who build relationships with their teams that really get to know their teams, understand what drives them, motivates them, and then work with their team members to help bring out that performance in them on a sports field. Uh, When we think about coaching in whether it's a business or education context, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about leaders that really build these strong relationships that understand their team members on a different level. And because of that, they're able to help those team members think through how do I perform most effectively? What do I need to be doing differently and better? And to us, that's different than managing because managing is I need to get this goal done. And so I'm going to tell you how to get your work done and I'm going to make sure that you get your work done. So you're managing the person, you're managing the process. Coaching is much more about bringing out people's own ideas, their thoughts, their drives, their motivation, and helping elevate who they are as a person so that they can go out and achieve their best performance levels. Very cool. I, I, you know, one of the things that uh, is, and that's why I asked the question is because you talk with a lot of people and they, there's some different thoughts about what, uh, you know, I, you know, things like, well, I know you're, I'm your evaluator and I'm going, I'm here to help you, you know, and uh, um, sometimes the word coaching doesn't quite fit with worrying that the person who's talking with you is also the person who determines whether you get, um, keep the job or get a <laughs> raise or something like this. And so you're wondering, oh, what type of help is this? So, um, so I, I appreciate you talking about that. We've got, uh, and then another thing that, you know, pops up a lot is what, uh, they kind of use the words interchangeable, um, coaching versus mentoring. And I was yeah. just wondering if we could talk about that just for a second. 
Yeah. So to me, just the difference, it's not like conceptually, they're very similar concepts when you're a mentor to somebody versus when you're a coach to somebody that you're doing a lot of the same things. I, I would say coaching though, has some more formality to it and usually has an element of performance to it. So if I'm a mentor, I'm just really focused on that person, helping them think about ways to be more productive, effective, helping them think through challenges. If I'm a coach, I'm doing those same things, but I'm also making sure that I'm helping them work towards a measurable goal or outcome in their work. So it's not just that I'm doing it for their own benefit. I'm also trying to get them to a result that they want to achieve, but that their organization wants them to achieve as well. So I think that's a little bit of the difference between the two. Awesome. Awesome. You know, one of the things that uh, this brings you to is just the thought is, so when you're working with an organization with coaching, I mean, what do you see as that impact on the team? I mean, what what is it that you're looking for by uh, by doing this work and uh, and being focused on coaching? I mean, what are you looking for from the team? Yeah, oh, the the measurable impact on the team of having a good coach is really significant. And and I know this because we do measure it and we measure it in all sorts of different ways. There's all sorts of outcomes that we are looking at and, and comparing what good coaches are doing differently than coaches that are not rated as highly by their team members. And when you have a good coach, a lot of things happen. Number one, you're much more likely to achieve your goals. So good coaches help deliver measurable results more effectively, whether that's in the form of more sales or more productivity um, or better quality outcomes, whatever your role is. If you have a good coach, you're just much more likely to hit those outcomes. Um, you're also more likely to be low risk for retention or for turnover. Um, good coaches tend to drive much better retention across their team members. You're also likely to just enjoy your work more, to be happier. We look at the comparison ratings between poor coaches and highly rated coaches, and their team members just report much higher levels of overall happiness and job satisfaction because they like their work environment more. So a good coach can make a significant difference. Excellent. You know, one of the one of the things that uh, this is kind of where I'm getting to is that uh, you know with, with a uh, with an organization, a lot of times they're focused on this concept of uh, we got to get a high performance from our leaders, and um, some organizations do a better job of measuring it than others. And you know, one of the things you talked about um, and, and mentioned is the is the idea of uh, you know performance <laughs> and uh, getting them to a higher level. Can you talk a little bit to that? sort of concept yeah, out. Absolutely. Well, and and for most organizations, I'm kind of shocked they don't have a lot of measurement of the effectiveness of their leaders. They don't measure it that much. You know, they may look at whether or not their teams are hitting their goals or they may look at turnover numbers of some leaders than others. Uh, but what they're typically not doing is making that connection between the behavior of the leader and what is that outcome variable that's being driven. And so if you want to really understand, are your leaders effective? 
you not only want to look at the outcomes, things like productivity, quality, turnover, things like that, but you also want to look at what are the behaviors that the leader is showing that's contributing to that? Because then you can really understand, is my leader helping to create this outcome? Is my coach the one who's who's leading to these outcomes? Or is their team is the team performing in spite of what the coach is doing? Uh, so you really want to understand both sides of it, both the behavior and the outcome. All right, Sarah. So this makes me think about, you use the term behaviors. And one of the things that you think about a coach, that what they're trying to do is help, uh, you know, either alter or get the, the leader to see the light where, where some behavior might need to be changed. You know, what types of things do the coaches do to help uh, the leaders uh, make this uh, change or adjustment? Yeah, such a good question. So one of the things that we know that if you want to get a behavior change out of somebody and help them do something different, they first have to have the desire and the motivation to change. Um, we can we can give them suggestions, we can give them ideas of how to improve, but if they themselves are not interested in making that change, you can't you can't force it. And so I think one of the first things that a coach needs to do in trying to get change is to understand that team member's motivations. What is it that they get excited about? What are they hoping to achieve? What's meaningful to them about their work? figure out what those motivators are, and then you can tap into that to help them see, here's how that behavior change will help get the outcome that you are wanting, that's important to you, that's your driver. And then from there, once you have that motivation and you're tapping into that, then you wanna try to work with the person to figure out what exactly they need to do differently. And when we're talking about coaching, we really advocate you doing that by asking questions of the individual and helping them think through which behaviors they're using right now that are effective, which behaviors are not, and then what they could be doing differently to become more effective in that area. When the person is able to self-analyze and self-diagnose what they're doing ineffectively and what they could be doing differently, they take a lot more ownership for it. And so as a coach, we want to try to ask questions that help people think about ways to improve as opposed to telling them what we think they need to do differently. Because it, it just drives so much more ownership when they're part of that process. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, good stuff. I, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, we got to talk about here is that uh, is this idea of a coach putting uh, people at a level of discomfort uh, to help their performance be better. Can you talk? To that a little bit? Yeah. Well, we talk about discomfort. Sometimes we call it complexity, but basically getting people outside that realm of them doing what they already know that they're capable of doing. Uh, when we talk to people about times in their careers where they really grew the most, where they really advanced their skills, their knowledge, they achieved things that they weren't capable of achieving before. Those time periods are usually times of discomfort because the only thing that gets us into a new level of performance is doing something that we haven't done before. Uh, and for most people, if you're going into a, a responsibility, a project, something that you're trying to tackle that you've never done before, it's a little scary. It is a little uncomfortable. We don't know if we're going to be successful because we haven't done this thing before. And so if you're going to grow, you have to be willing to go into that area of discomfort because that's the only place where you can really advance your skills into new, new levels that you've never performed before. 
And I think that's so important to, to, to have a, a real heart-to-heart conversation with someone about because, you know, that's, that's where change comes from, not just of the leader, but then if they're trying to move an organization forward or do something because if you're, you know, if you're not feeling discomfort, then something's wrong, which means that you're probably feeling too comfortable. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, because comfort doesn't make, if you're comfortable, that doesn't make people angry, nor does it, uh, you know, <laughs> make people upset because you've, you know, whatever you've done, uh, um, if they're too happy, then I think you have to kind right. of leader kind of look at yourself and say, what have I done anything? <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and if we're too comfortable, what happens is the world keeps moving around us. So we're, we're status quo. We're comfortable and happy knowing what we're doing and knowing how that we, how we want to complete our work and, and the most effective way to do it. But everything is still changing around us. Goals are changing. You know, new competitors are coming into the space that are doing things differently. Uh, new team members are joining who are better than we are and have have better knowledge now. And so, if we're just doing what we were doing a year ago or five years ago that made us productive, eventually the world around us passes us by. And so, what was once effective starts to become ineffective over time because we haven't been pushing ourselves to keep growing and to keep up. That's so important. What a, what a awesome lesson and, and what a great reason um, to talk about needing coaches. So uh, to help us get to that, those different levels. Uh, Absolutely. So you got to tell me what's the difference between an okay coach and a great one? Oh, I love that question. So I think there's two primary things that we see. It is a difference between an okay coach and a great one. First up, the great coaches really build strong relationships. They understand that if they're going to challenge somebody, if they're going to push somebody, if they're going to help somebody achieve performance levels they've never achieved before, they first have to really know those people. Because you can't push somebody that you don't understand as a person, that you don't know what motivates them, that you don't understand how they need to work differently. You also can't push somebody when they don't feel like you're doing it for their best interest. They have to first feel like and know that you care about them as an individual and that when you're asking them to raise their game, you're doing it because you want what's best for them. And so building the relationship is key. And then I think the other thing that great coaches do differently than mediocre coaches is they are willing to push people outside their comfort zone. Uh, some, Some leaders who are steady, decent leaders, they just want to make sure that the work gets done. They don't want to really rock the boat. They don't want to do anything above and beyond of just driving the outcomes that they're supposed to drive. But the great coaches look and say, you know what, that person's capable of more. They can achieve more. I know that we as a team and as an organization can achieve at a higher level. So they're not afraid to push people and really demand a higher level of excellence from them that they are truly capable of. That's so awesome because that's, you know, that to me that's, that really is what's even important about having a coach. You know, the idea that because if you're going to have one, you don't need one who's going to agree with you on everything or something. I mean, you know, you got to have someone who's going to take you to that discomfort zone you're talking about, and and uh, who's going to help you see, you know, there's there's more to you than maybe where you are right now. And I I think that's awesome. So yeah, cool stuff. I, so Sarah, you're the co-author of the book, The Coaching Effect. Who should read this? And what takeaways do you think do you want readers to uh, um, to remember from it? 
Yeah. So really the book is for anybody that's in a leadership position. So we tried to um, write it as broadly as we could, because frankly, we work with leaders from all sorts of different businesses, industries, nonprofits, education, sports, like it goes across the, across the board. Um, so it's really anybody who is in a leadership position, that's who it's for. Uh, and in terms of being able to take something away from it, what I would hope is that they would walk away and say, okay, I better understand as a leader, how do I need to be interacting with my team members to bring out the best in them? And I have some really specific strategies that I can use, some specific best practices or coaching activities that I can do with them that are going to help them perform more effectively. So I, I, I hope they feel knowledgeable and I hope they feel like they have tools and are, they're better equipped to be able to coach more effectively. Excellent. Love it. The, uh, you know, one of the things that, uh, um, as we're talking about and going through this, I got listeners that are probably thinking, so this is cool. So how do I uh, go about talking to them about coming to my organization or help me with coaching or, or whatever? So how do they engage the Excel Institute? Yeah, absolutely. Probably the easiest thing to do is if you're interested in what we do, go to our website. It's excelinstitute.com, E-C-S-E-L-L, institute.com. And you can see all the different ways that we engage with partners. So we do speaking, we do training, we have tools and resources that you can use. So there's all sorts of, we, we measure coaching. That's another big thing that we do. So we have all sorts of different um, ways that we can we can engage with different types of folks. But if that's if that's what you're interested in doing, um, go to our website and you can learn more about us and you can get in contact with us there. Very cool. And I think that really kind of responds to my next question, which is um, besides the website, are there any other places that you would like them to find out more information? The only other place that I would say would be also good to check us out is on our LinkedIn. Um, we have uh, excelinstitute.com is our company LinkedIn. And I'd love for you to connect with me directly too. So I'm Sarah K. Worth, S-A-R-A-H-K-W-I-R-T-H on LinkedIn. Uh, and I'm on there a lot. So reach out to me, send me a message. And I'm really happy to talk with you about how you might want to grow and develop as a coach. Very cool. And I'll have that information in the show notes also. So it'd be easy for the listeners to uh, pull that up, whether it's on a desktop, laptop, you know, or mobile, because that's a great place and go right straight to the website. So good stuff. And to their LinkedIn. So uh, I got two last questions for you, Sarah, that I like to ask my guests. And, uh, and the first one goes like this. Um, how do you keep going when so much is going on that you may want to quit? Oh, I like that question. Uh, you know, I think there's two things that really are motivational to me. It's my team at work. Uh, these are people that I care deeply about that I consider to be lifelong friends of mine. Uh, and so not wanting to ever let them down is a, a big source of motivation for me. And I, the secondary focus of motivation for me comes from getting to work with our clients. Uh, I get to talk to great leaders all day, every day, and I get so much inspiration from the them trying to get better and to grow and improve. So that always motivates me to stay engaged. Love it. Love it. The uh, last question, do you, do you have a teacher in your past who made a difference in your life? If so, who was it? And what would you say if you were given a chance to say thank you? 
Oh, so the teacher that comes to mind, I actually wrote a little bit about him in, in the coaching effect. It was my high school debate teacher, Skip Altig. Um, and he inspired me not only to learn and understand more about being a good debater, uh, but just caring about me as a person. Each of his, each of the kids in his class, he really got to know as an individual. You could tell that he saw us as more than just students. He really cared about us as people. Uh, and because of that, we just wanted to achieve things for him because of how much we knew that we meant to him. So I would I would say thanks to, to, to uh, Mr. Altig. That's excellent. Very cool. So thank you so much for sharing. Uh, Sarah, it was awesome talking with you today. Thanks for uh, sharing with us about the Excel Institute, Coaching Leaders, and the book, The Coaching Effect. Uh, appreciate, appreciate it and uh, uh, wish you the best in all you do. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It was great to talk with you. Hey, you have been listening to Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12, a podcast to help you help kids achieve their dreams. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the Education Podcast Network. Podcasts for educators, podcasts by educators. Teaching, Learning, Leading K-12 is a member of the podcast network based in Canada called Voice Ed Radio. Voice Ed Radio, your voice is right. The opinions expressed on Teaching Learning Leading K-12 are those of the guests and host. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is intended to share ideas, advice, and suggestions. Teaching Learning Leading K-12 is produced for educational purposes. Hey, thanks for listening. It would be awesome if you visited my website at stephenmaletto.com and connected with me, left a review, and listened to more episodes. And by the way, you could also share it with your friends, with your family, and uh, your colleagues. Thanks so much. You're awesome.